Hey there, listeners. We don't normally do this, but our guest that's going to be on the show in just a second has a message for you. Hi, guys. Fabiana here. I just wanted to let you know that this show is free because of generous people like you who donate to WGCU. This is one of the weeks of the year when they ask for support for shows and the listeners show up and prove that they believe in quality content. If that's you and you haven't given yet, don't worry. It's easy. You can go to WGCU.org and give online Or if you're old school, you can call 800-533-9428. Either way is fast, and either way makes you awesome. That goes double for any Eagles out there. I'll be looking out for you, because there's even a place to comment so you can let WGCU know you're giving because you love three-song stories, or WGCU, or FGCU, or even me. Thanks. All right. On to the show. One... Two, three. Welcome to Three Song Stories, the podcast that builds biographical bridges between our guests and you using the songs that have become entwined with their lives. Thanks for listening. I'm Mike Canary. Our guest today is Fabiana Solano. Fabiana is an immigrant from Venezuela and current student at FGCU, doing her master's in public administration with a concentration in environmental policy and planning. She graduated from FGCU this past spring with an undergrad degree in communication. She's currently a photographer for the university, residential conduct committee chair for FGCU Housing, FGCU Office of Student Involvement Marketing Assistant, and she is a freelance photographer. She lives and breathes Florida to Gulf Coast University. She's best known for her presence on campus through marketing projects and having her own cardboard cutout in the Welcome Center. She says she's passionate about sustainability and that her ultimate goal would be to work for an organization with an environmental mission in mind. We met her when she came into the studio to be a guest on another podcast that's being made here at FGCU. And after hearing her story, we knew we had to get her into the Three Song Stories chair. So now she's here. So let's go. Hi there, Fabiana. How are you? Great. I'm living the dream. You're living the dream. Yeah. <laughs> Where is the cardboard cutout? It's in the welcome it's center. It's still there. It's still there. No, like I, they have to see me I every morning. I assumed it had like made it to your apartment by now or no, something. No, no, no. They're actually, I'm pretty sure two cardboard cutouts. One actually made it to FGCU day in Tallahassee. So. How long has it been there? Is it actual sized? Okay, I have so it's many taller questions. Than me. It's taller than you. It's larger than life. <laughs> Object in cardboard cutout is larger than it appears. Yeah. <laughs> to, to be fair, to be fair, Fabiana, you are what five foot? I'm five maybe? two. They Project. might not make them that small. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was that like for you? How did that come about? Real quick, I don't want to delve, dwell too long on that, but that's just such an interesting thing that most people don't have to tell about their story. So how did that all come about? I mean, when I came to FGCU, well, when I got accepted, I was looking for all these videos to like see what to expect. And I noticed that there weren't any videos made. I was like, okay, there's no student's perspective. So I'm like, okay, I'll do it. Um, so when I came in here, I started making all these videos of all of my experience from orientation to my, uh, residence hall tour, all that kind of stuff. And someone from the marketing department noticed me from all my posts, my Instagram, and I went in and they told me I could do We Are FGCU for the first week of classes. And I came out with a job as a, um, campus photographer. And from there I became the spokesperson for FGCU, which they have never had. 
And I just started doing all these projects, videos, marketing, promotions. And then we started getting into augmented reality. So my cardboard cutout can talk to you if you have the app. Okay. Which is so weird. Richard, we're going over there. After <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of pictures of it. When did, when did you leave Venezuela? I left Venezuela when I was seven okay. years old. Um, do you keep in touch with anybody back there? I mean, I try to. It's just hard with connections. Like, they're constantly cutting out the electricity or um, any means of contacting anyone outside of Venezuela. So. so what was the musical background of your childhood that you can remember when you were still there in Venezuela? Um, Oh, I forget the name because it's in Spanish, and I don't I, I don't think about it that much. But um, could you you probably have it? Could you tell me? <laughs> I should know this kind of stuff. Is it uh, is, what is it in English? Is it um, your third song or I your? Uh, it's my third song, probably. It's not that one. It's not uh, color esperanza. Oh, color esperanza. Yes, like what you said. Yes. <laughs> so what uh, what's that? Okay, so the reason why this song is very like. So well, talk more broadly just about music as your, in your childhood. Well, Let's yeah, not talk, so, or is that um, song representative of that? It, it sort of is because when I was younger, I, I feel like I had an artistic side to me from the get-go. And um, my parents would put me in shows for like dancing and acting and singing and all this stuff. So th- that was like a song um, I remember doing a piece like not singing it, but just performing like a nice little dance for. And I don't have a lot of memories from Venezuela, even though I was there till seven. Like it's, it's just all a blur. Yeah, well, seven's pretty young. It is. You know. So what about here? Did you? Where did you come to the when you came to the United States? I went right to Fort Lauderdale. Okay. Here, um, so a little more south. Well, no, to the other side. It's just straight just to a, the right. Yeah, I mean, down <laughs> a little bit and then to the right. But um, yeah, I went. To Fort Lauderdale after. So what was the music being played around you at that point, like you know, growing into <laughs> your middle very, school years? And Oh, God. It was very interesting because I had never heard rap in my life. Oh, really? Until I came here. So it was like um, Sean Kingston and just Sierra, Rihanna, um, Beyonce. Like it was just a bunch of new stuff. And I, I wasn't like in the nicest neighborhood when mm-hmm. I got here. Um, and I didn't go to the best schools. So that kind of started shaping my um, music interests. What yeah. were your parents listening to? Was that influencing you at all? Yeah, no, it didn't influence me until actually I got older. Um, I don't know. I, I love Spotify and I love getting to listen to new music. And even though it wasn't new music, it was as an older person, well, I'm not even that old, but. <laughs> um, You're the youngest guest we've had so far. <laughs> Great. <laughs> but um, as like older than I was, I started having this newfound appreciation for my culture. I, I was kind of ashamed of it when I got here because being um, Latina and you, they, they just think that you're not smart enough to even be there. So I, I use that's I don't even have an accent because I learned English at such a young age. So um, I could pass off as like white Caucasian from Europe, like if I could. But, um, yeah, I was really ashamed of who I was until I got older. And I was like, no, I'm freaking awesome. So what was the <laughs> turning point in that? Do you remember if there was something that nudged that? Not really. I, I wish I could like pinpoint it. Um, but I don't I don't know. It just I guess it's, I just woke up one day hmm. and I was like. I'm very proud of who I am. I guess 
I started getting more upset and upset at how people would discriminate me when they would find out I was Hispanic. And it just made me more proud. So hmm. I'm getting into those rebellion years. <laughs> um, what about playing music uh, on instruments? Was there any of that happening around you at any point and, um, and or did you do that? I did that. Um, I learned how to play the piano and the flute. Like very hey, um, those are Richard's instruments. <laughs> really <laughs> awesome. I mean, it was very intermediate. Like I, I didn't get too far. I, I can still read music, but um, I had um, an old boyfriend who would play like guitar, and that's how I kind of got into that stuff. Did you play like in the high school band or anything like that? Um, no. The flute. I, Where was the flute? Oh, being that played? was in fifth grade. Ah, yeah. Flute class. No, no, I was actually in, in like, the band class, like, the music class. Uh, okay. Um, do you still play anything today? Like, if you sat down on a piano, could you sort of peck something out? Yeah, I, could, I think so. Any desire to get back into it? No, right now I'm actually, I have a vocal coach, so oh. I've just been singing. Oh, well, then a little later, we're going to get you to sing something. Okay, awesome. Um, uh, <laughs> if you could start a band and there was no obstacle in terms of you could just instantly know things and have people, what kind of band would it be? That's difficult because I love all kinds of music. Like people my age are like, I love everything but country. I hate hearing that because I love country. I will listen to anything. I took um, a history of rock and roll class here and I had – Really? Yeah, it was it – was, an amazing class, one of my favorites. I have a newfound appreciation. We get classes for free if we want. Right? Exactly. <laughs> so I have a newfound appreciation um, for music, especially after learning the history of it. So I don't know. I, I mean, I'm really into rock and kind of into pop, but recently, like my vocal coach has me doing more older songs that are like jazzy or bluesy. So, like what? Um, he has me doing The Girl from Ipanema. Oh, yeah? It's right now. It was Lydia's song, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can you sing a little? Um, tall and tan and young and lovely, the girl from Ipanema goes walking and when she passes, each one she passes goes, ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you have to sigh, Mike. <laughs> I didn't know how I went to sigh. <laughs> <laughs> Very well done. Thank you for that. Um, okay, uh, it's time for your first song. Awesome. What is it? And do you want to hear it? Do you want to talk talk about it? You tell us. Is it is it the home one? Home by Dan Kroll. I think we should hear it first. Okay, this is Home by Dan Kroll from his 2014 album Sweet Disarray. So. So. <laughs> no, this song, like just listening to it, just takes me back. Literally on my drive to FGCU as, like, right before, like, the night before moving. Like, coming here for the yeah, first Yeah, I time. remember because the sun looked so nice. Like, when it was, like, setting and the clouds were just amazing. I, can, I remember taking a picture of it and I can just see it while I'm listening to this song. Like, this is, like, a pivotal point in my life where I was, like, I'm doing something right. Were you connecting this song and what it was saying with where you were going and what yeah. you were hoping to be in for? Definitely. Um, when I was looking at universities to go to, I wanted to go to like UF because that's where everyone wants to go. And then we stopped at FGCU first. And I was like, what's FGCU? Like I've never heard of this university. And we got a quick little tour and I couldn't stop thinking about it. I went to USF, UCF, got to UF, and they're like, how do you like it here? And I'm like, 
This place sucks. I like it's FGCU. Not, it's, not, it's not an FGCU. <laughs> do you think that was like a first impression made the deepest mark or do you think there was something just inherently about what we've got going on here that caught your um, heart? Honestly, I nothing they told me about FGCU is what wanted me to come here. It just felt right when I was there. It's – it's weird. It was just this feeling like this is where I need to go. This this it felt like home. That's why like I tie the song so much to it. You yeah. live on campus? Yeah, um I've I've lived in South Lake Village and now I've been living in Westlake going on of 4 3 4 years. So, I mean, I work for housing, so I get to live there for free, which is nice. (laughs) Um, You know, really, it's interesting for me, and it's really – I like it to be able to see the school through, like, your eyes because, like, I started here as a (laughs) – like, I graduated high school in 90, was really bad at college, got sucked back in when this place opened in, like, 98 or 99, dropped out twice. There was not much of a university here. But then I worked here, and then I left, and then I came back. And when I got back two years ago, I was like, wow, this is, like – there's a college here. It's lit. It's lit. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, then I came, and then I came here in uh, I came in 2002, and um, graduated in 2006, and started working here then as well. So oh. I, ca- I caught it like right at the cusp of of the explosion. Oh yeah, like, Dunk City. Vi- it was really small when I started, but big enough that people had kind of heard of it, mm-hmm. you know. And then by the time I graduated, uh, it was it was a school. Yeah, which is awesome. No, I absolutely love it here. I know, like, I sh- I'm supposed to say that, but <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean it. Literally your job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean it. Um, it's just, it felt like a new start for me. I felt, if I, s- I mean, like, home home is where my parents are, which is Fort Lauderdale, but I never see myself going back. Like, even if my parents are there, like, I want them to leave and come with me wherever I go. But, mm. um... I just see, like, Fort Lauderdale or, like, where I'm from as, like, once you get out, if you go back, like, you get sucked in and, like, you and I saw FGC as, like, my way out. As somebody who, uh, I, so I spent middle and high school in Coral Springs, right? So very <laughs> close to Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. And, um, and went here to FGCU. I can tell you that the people growing up in my high school who were most adamant about getting as far away from Fort Lauderdale as possible are there. And the ones who kind of put their toe even as close as here or um, the middle of the state, they, they're they out. Exactly. Yeah. It's a thing. I, I, it's just this weird energy where I'm like, if I go back, I'm going to be sucked in. I'm going to get stuck there. Um, and I, like I said, I saw FGCU as, as just a fresh start. No one knew who I was. Um, none of my friends were coming to FGCU, which was a good thing. It's just no – like I was just – it was just me. Yeah. Got to be who you wanted to be. Yeah. More you, than more than I thought. More than I thought, seriously. Uh, Dan Kroll. I don't know Dan Kroll. Was he like somebody who you were into? Was that a song you had heard a bunch of times? Or was that just one of those moments? Yes. Yeah, so I'm really into indie music. When I say I, like, I love all kinds of music, I really am. And I, I see him more into that kind of genre. He's um, a British musician. And I was watching – I'm really – I'm a photographer, so I'm really into cameras. And this guy did like – a video and that's the song that was on and I was like this song is nice so I've liked it ever since and I've been listening to it before even thinking about FGCU but that's when it like that car ride 
to move in, like that was that was the day. I was like, this is hmm. this feels good. It took me about halfway through the song. I was like, this reminds me of somebody, and it's Lord Huron. Do you know Lord Huron? Yes, that, yeah. That has that sort uh-huh. of that momentum to it. It does. That their songs no, it do. just it builds up over time, and I don't know. I, when I listen to it, I just feel engulfed with like happiness. Hmm. It's just like nice and warm. And I actually got to call him, which was really, really interesting. For, for for why? For why? <laughs> for why? <laughs> okay, so this is funny. This is funny. So it's a small world, really. Um, oh, you're telling me. <laughs> um, so when I started becoming the spokesperson, I we d- we did like FGCU live through Snapchat, and I, that I was like the face of it. And I went to the welcome center to shadow some of the tour guides, and the tour guide I was shadowing was my tour guide when I first oh. learned about FGCU, and he's the one that took the video of me because Dan Carl had. A hotline for like three days. He's like, call me and I might pick up. And I was like telling him, his name's Jared. I'm like, Jared, I don't know. Like, what if he doesn't pick up? I feel like it won't happen. He's like, you got to call him. You got to call him. I'll even videotape you calling him. And I called him and he picked up and I freaked out because the only other famous or like well-known person I've ever had the chance to meet or talk to I forget his name, but he's from. <laughs> he's the, so famous, I can't remember. His no, name. <laughs> but he's he's well known for his character. Is Mr. Mosby from the Sweet Life, Zach and Cody? Oh wow! So I, I auditioned for I Disney. I know who that is. Yeah, I auditioned for Disney. His name's uh, Phil Lewis. Phil Lewis, there you go. <laughs> My daughter's fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. But I, I auditioned for Disney, and he was the person who was auditioning me. So what did you say to Dan Kroll? I don't remember. I think I was like so starstruck. I, I don't think so. What? I deleted my Instagram, um, you know? What? I've, de- I've had so many Instagrams. Okay. Um, I have like a new one now. It's just over time. You keep reinventing yourself there yeah, too. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm figuring out my personal brand. Over time, I just kept posting about myself and I'm like, who cares? Like, right. Now you're curating a little more. Yeah. Now it's just my photography. Sometimes I'll post about myself. I'll mostly post about myself on my stories because they delete after 24 hours. Right. So. I know most of this stuff. Yeah. Good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, where does music fit into your life uh, on a day-to-day basis? Do you Every listen day. to it like all the time in your ears? Um, no, I actually – like I was listening to music on the way here, but um, I don't like wearing headphones or earphones oh. most of the time. I like having speakers because I love dancing. So I play it every morning. Like every single morning I bought um, a um, – oh, what is it called? It's not a Bose. Something ears. It's like a like a Bluetooth tube. speaker yeah, thing. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. And I, I play it every morning. But when you're walking around, you're not using earbuds then. No, I actually stop because I feel like I miss out on so much. Like ultimate ears? Ultimate ears, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like I miss out. I feel like people yeah, might call me over or I'm, I just feel like I'm going to well, miss Well, it's something. interesting because I think a lot of people uh, wear earbuds so they can miss out. I don't want to miss <laughs> you out. Know what I mean? I don't want any kind of FOMO. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, when was the last time you bought music that had a physical form? Ooh. I think I was 10. I bought the full Vanessa Hudgens album. I think it's called Baby V or something. So... Yeah. <laughs> um, CD? Yeah, CD. Still have it? No. Haven't gone down the vinyl road? No. I, I really like Spotify. It's just there on my phone all the time. I'm, I can, okay, I hate 
saying it sometimes because it's like a label, but I consider myself a minimalist. So I like to have less things, as little, right. little things as possible. Um, do you remember the first music you owned as a younger person? Younger person. Oh, a Shakira album. Oh. Yeah. CD as well? CD, yeah. Did you buy it? Was it gifted to you? How did that come was, about? I think it was gifted by my cousin. She was like really into Shakira. Okay. Uh, it's time for song number two. Awesome. You would like to hear it? Um, until we talk about it. I have some trivia about this song I can oh, throw really? out there. Oh, uh, really? I just read on Reddit a few days ago that it was uh, some guy named Jacob Jolige. He's a researcher, and he decided this was the happiest song on earth. <laughs> he came I, up with like I, a certain number of metrics. Um, He's correct. And, and it, it just beat out Queens Don't Stop Me Now and Good Vibrations Understandably, by the Beach Boys. Understandably, <laughs> because it, it, I mean, it ties in exactly to why the song is so meaningful um, to me. Because I guess I'll talk about it okay. before we... Okay. Have we even said what it is yet? Um, it's um, Mr. Brightside. Mr. Blue Skies. Blue Skies. Wow. It's okay. Sorry. We won't edit that. Uh, t- <laughs> talk, about, talk about it. Sorry. I was listening to Mr. Brightside on the way here. So that's why. Mr. Blue Skies. Um, yeah. I thought this was this... Okay. Don't judge me. I thought this song was by the Beatles at first. Me too. Okay, <laughs> good, good. It sounds just like them. So I was like, oh, it's by the Beatles. And I, I kept hearing it in, like, movies and stuff, and I never downloaded it because I was like, one day. And then I found out it's not by them, and I was like, my whole now life what? is a lie. Yeah. So um, after, you know, graduating, depression is, like, a thing. It sucks. You just – you feel like you have no purpose in life after a while, and – because you're constantly going to class and doing all this work. And so that really hit. I just because I remember after I graduated, I told my parents this is going to be the hardest summer of my life. I don't know how. I don't know why, but I know it will be. And I was right. And just not being able to go to class or do any clubs and just being by myself and all my friends are gone because they're doing other great things. It was just a hard time. Yeah. <laughs> and this song was there? Yeah. Um, I heard it from another person. They, like, put it on. and Because they're like, do you not know this song? And I was like, I have no idea what this is until, like, it hit, like, that specific point in the song. And I was like, okay, yeah, I know what this song is. And I, I downloaded it. And then that's when I bought my speaker. And I started playing it every morning because oh. I decided I chose to be happy every day, even though I wasn't. Because um, there is there is just so there's so much to be happy about that we take for granted, like even the little things. So I just started implementing these small moments of gratitude every day. I would write down like one thing I was happy about just that day, and it really helped. It it helped my my state of mind. Um, I. Wrote down every goal I had. I finally created a bucket list, and it helped. <laughs> well, you want to listen to it? Yeah, let's listen to it. This is not by the Beatles. By the way, <clears throat> when you found out uh, when you first found out, had you ever even heard of Electric Light Orchestra? Was that like no, a thing? No. no. Actually, the reason why I thought it was by the Beatles is because growing up, like I listened to a lot of Hispanic music, but I listened to the Beatles in Spanish before I listened to the Beatles. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know it was the Beatles until I started hearing those songs. And I was like, wait, 
I know this song, but not in English. Your life is filled with Beatles songs you don't know and non-Beatles songs you think you know. Okay, uh, this is Mr. Blue Sky by this is Mr. Blue Sky by Electric Light Orchestra from their 1977 album Out of the Blue. That brought a lot out of you. Yeah, it did. Did you listen to it this morning? I didn't actually. I was listening to Shakira this morning, <laughs> but it's just that ending. Um, where it like really calms down it's like a sunrise mm. really like it really is and that's like how I'm feeling right now like in this point in my life because I see like the entire beginning of like the, just literally almost the entire song as just me like with the ding ding like be happy like everything is going to be better like if you just keep going and uh, thanks <laughs> and that sunrise is like, I did it. Like, um, this is the happiest I've been in my entire life. Like, I can say that, and I say it every day. So. Well, I'm happy for you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like, I'm just 21, but it's just, I feel like I had to grow up so quickly. Like, especially with the issues in my country, and then leaving, and then my parents not knowing how to speak English that well, and they never went to college, so, like, everything I did was just blind to them. They had no idea what I'm doing, and I had to figure it all out for myself. And I finally gave myself room to grow, and I lost friends on the way, but I'm happy now. Hmm. And it was worth it. Got any uh, brothers or sisters? Yeah, I have a little sister named Angelica. I actually named her when I was five. Really? Yeah, my parents told me I could name her, so I named her after the Rugrats, Angelica. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she's five years younger than you. Yeah. So she's, she's getting, like, is she gonna go to college somewhere? I and sure hope so. Here? I hope here, but she has she she has that little sister syndrome where she feels like she's living in my shadow. Right. So she's afraid to come here for that reason. Right. So. Gotta feel kind of good though that you're casting a long shadow though, right? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, I guess. Well, you know but, what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just in light of what you were just saying, how you like you seem like you've sort of found who you are, who you want to be. You've accomplished that to a degree that makes you happy. No, you had to make hard yeah. choices, all those things. No, I mean, you're setting a good example too. Just I, by the I way. sure you're not hope just, so. You're not just hiding her in a shadow. Um, but no, like this was. I think it was the hardest and best year of my life thus far. Hopefully. But um, because of graduating a year early and, you know, a lot of people take their time with school and I'm like, if I can graduate early, I will. So I did. And then applying for my master's and then getting ready for that. And then I was with someone for like seven years and then they broke up with me. So it's like you lost a part of I lost like that. Was, I grew up with this person and mm -hmm. I lost a part of that. And then. Losing some friends along the way and then having most of them not be here to be there for you or not understanding that you're going through a process. Um, you're human and you might be a little needy and stuff like that. And I guess, I mean, everyone grows at their own pace. So It's funny that you say you graduated early if you could and then you were sad because you didn't have school for a while. Like yeah. You kind of wrote that check on yourself. I did, but I, I I love school. Like I love being here. Like after my master's, I'm getting my doctorate. Definitely. I'm a professional student. You going to stay here if you can or I will mean, you then at that point shop around? I'm definitely shopping around for my doctorate. Um, this is like my last hoorah. Doctorate in what? Communications. Okay. 
So not because I want to teach. I'm not a great professor. I don't feel like I can teach anything to anyone. <laughs> but um, That seems just, unlikely to me. I don't know. I've been told by several people whose teaching abilities that I trust that it's just really about connecting with people <laughs> and, and with, okay. in, with information in the presence of both of you. Okay, I like that. Maybe. But I just – okay, I'm going to be so honest – I just want to get a doctorate so I can have doctor in my name. <laughs> That's it. That's honestly it. Get doctor and then go do something else. Yeah. No, I mean, I would like to work for National Geographic or like Ocean Conservancy one day. Photographer slash Photographer, communications. PR, marketing. And then I'm learning about environmental policy and planning so I could like help out in that way too. I'm like trying to figure – I have a plan. Just keep, <laughs> just keep doing what you're doing and leaning against it. And yeah. I, I feel like you're going to get wherever you want to go. Um, uh, live music. Uh, have you seen any live music? I've never been to a concert. Okay. Isn't that sad? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you go see if Not you could go? Not even at FGCU, like something? I haven't even been to like Nesfest or whatever. But that seems counterintuitive. Why? Because you're all into school spirit and I stuff. I am, but like in other things. I, like, if, you could, if you could go see any of the bands that you like to listen to like tomorrow. Tomorrow? You know, can I name like three? Sure. I would love to see Alessia Cara because she's like my twin. I love her. Um, Ariana Grande. And then um, (laughs) and then who would I see? Oh, I would love to see Saint Motel. Don't know who that is. Great band. they, They bring like this 80s, 70s vibe to like pop. It's cool. Um, um, uh, karaoke? Karaoke. I've done it, like, in South Lake Village. Yeah? Those karaoke nights. So you're not afraid to do it? Oh, no. I have no shame, like, whatsoever. (laughs) When I was in high school, I had to – I was in this poetry contest, like, in Spanish, where you have to perform this poem. Mm -hmm. And someone needed to sing the national anthem, and it didn't show up. And everyone starts laughing because, you know, kids are annoying. Yeah. So I got out of my seat and I walked up and I'm like, I'll sing it. So it was like 500 students in like an auditorium and I just sang it. I didn't even practice for it. At my daughter's eighth grade graduation, the person who was supposed to sing didn't show up and she got up and sang. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Just do it. You never know. What's your, uh, what's your go-to karaoke song? Ooh. Ooh. I don't know. I don't think I have one. Uh, if you had to pick one right now then. I'm really good at High School Musical. Okay. I think. I mean, that's what I did when I, I did the South Lake one because these they just, just couldn't do it. So I, I just went up there. But maybe, maybe Growing Pains by Alessia Cara. I like that one. Okay. Um, do you have any TV theme songs committed to memory that you can sing for us and or with us right now? <clears throat> what? TV theme song? Yeah. I think all the TV... I did say that. <laughs> I, I feel like all the TV shows I watch don't even have people singing in their theme song. Well, that's fair enough. If nothing leaps to mind, then you don't have to worry about it. I don't know. It. Like, I, I can't think of anything. I don't even watch Friends. Wow. So. You did at least hone in on Friends because that's the one that people most sing. Just last Friday, we sang Friends in this studio. But I, I don't even know the lyrics <laughs> to that one because I don't even watch it. I, I know, like... The Office one, but I mean, like, somebody has hummed along to the Office one this show before. Yeah, 
Um, That's okay. We don't... Yeah, no, I don't have like a theme song. Okay, it is time for your third song. Awesome. Let's let's hear it. And uh, who is it? Um, I forget his name, but it's Color Esperanza. Diego Torres. Diego Torres. Uh, yes. This is from his 2001 album, Un Mundo Diferente. Un Mundo Diferente, a different world. So what are you thinking and feeling when you're hearing that? I'm feeling a lot of things. I can tell. Um, but I think seven-year-old me would be proud of who I am today. Yeah? Yeah. Definitely. Because, like, this kind of song, um, it's from, it's like, the biggest song I, I, I remember from my childhood from being in Venezuela, and it makes me so proud, immensely proud to be Venezuelan. And it, it makes me think of my parents a lot because they gave up everything to move here and give my sister and I a better like life. Uh, my mom cleans for a living. My dad hurt his back while working, so like he just does odd-end jobs, which is why um, – when I came to FGCU, I, they didn't pay for anything. I worked my butt off so that I could go here for free and they wouldn't have to worry about anything. And I want to keep I, – I want to do something great one day. And I just – I want to – my goal is to just give them a house and give them like a credit card and them just tell me I want to pay it. Just enjoy. Hmm. I just want them to live life because they've let me live life. Yeah. That's – that's really cool to hear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't know what else to say about that. Um, I was reading the lyrics because I, I translated them in the line, it's uh, it's better to get lost than never to embark. Yeah. So that's the English translation. That yeah, seemed like no. sort of like maybe. No, it resonates yeah. with me immensely. Um, and uh, I mean, I mean the pun resonate, but with the music. But <laughs> <laughs> um, it does because that's all I've been doing. I've just I've just been trying everything that they couldn't do or they didn't know how to do. And I've, I I literally take every opportunity that's thrown at me. I, I never – I should say no more, but I wouldn't be here if I did. Uh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you said your folks don't speak English? Uh, my dad speaks – like he can understand it and stuff, but like – Is it – are they going to hear this? Oh, definitely. Okay. My uh, mom hi, doesn't – Hi, parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my mom – my mom will listen to this, and I told her, I'm like, you're not going to understand anything I'm saying. She's like, I just want to hear your voice. I just want I want to hear my daughter. Hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, do you, I presume, follow what's happening back in Venezuela closely? I try to. It's just difficult because what the news tells you isn't always accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, like, right when the news gets to it, it's, like, weeks old at this point. Like that little war we were having, they're like, wow, they're at war. And I'm like, yeah, a lot of wars for right. years now. And like, this is nothing new. So, do you still have family back there? All of my family's back there. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever been back? The last time I was back was probably eighth grade. Wow. It's a long time ago. I, I, we wouldn't go back now. It's yeah, too I was dangerous. Say, now's not the time. Yeah, no. We tr- <laughs> like, we try to send stuff in like boxes. We will send over food and stuff. And, I mean, we have to be very careful with it because they'll steal it mm-hmm. or they'll confiscate it. So it's I want, difficult. I want to jump back a second and just ask if there anything that you want to say to your parents in Spanish that they'll be able to, since they're going to be listening. Oh my god, you're going to make me cry again. I know. I'm such an emotional person. We can put it. We can put it at the front if you like. 
so they don't have to listen, you know. They probably will anyways, but... <laughs> Hola, papi, mami, los quiero mucho. Y muchas gracias por todas las buenas cosas que han traído en mi vida. Yeah. Thank you for doing that. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was your process for coming down to three songs? Um, it was hard because I'm so young. I haven't lived... I just started living. That also seems counterintuitive. <laughs> I know, but I feel like there's still so much more to go. Like, just recently, I started going out. Like, you know, like, college stuff in my master's. Like, my bachelor's, I was never that person. My friends would go out and all this stuff. I'm like, not my scene. Like, I'm good. But now I just recently was like, what am I doing? I'm so bored. Like, let me just go out and just dance and have fun and enjoy like going to silent disco i went to oktoberfest four days in a row oh the one downtown yeah millennial yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah i was there wait what yeah i was supposed to be there but i'm wait, lame why, why were, i didn't see you <laughs> i wasn't i didn't have a table or anything well neither did <laughs> I, I. Walking around. I was i was dancing around oh yeah you would have caught me doing that. <laughs> <laughs> um um do you have a fourth song that almost made it to the list that you had to get rid of um, yeah. Um, it, <laughs> it's called La Gota Fria. And? And? A little short version of the story, maybe? Um, my dad always plays that song, and it just, it, like, it's like the embodiment of my pride is put into that song. Um, and he plays it for Christmas all the time. And Christmas is my favorite holiday because that's when we start playing. Um, there's like specific Hispanic songs that are only played during that time. That one can be played at all times, but I hear it more um, during that time. What's it called again? Um, La Gota Fria. Mm. Um, can you recommend a band or a musician who you really want other people to know about that they probably don't know about? They probably don't know about. Yeah, you're an you're an indie. Yeah, fan. I am. You're right. Um, ooh, I'm like going through like my Spotify playlist right now and just looking. Um, like Alive doing their thing like hasn't gotten enough recognition. Yeah, um, and it doesn't even have to be somebody who's like super obscure, but like you think they should be mainstream, maybe, and and they just you know they're just a band that you know, and not a lot of people. Okay, I I seriously think Saint Motel, I like their videos are amazing. I I'll, I'll watch their music videos just to feel better. Saint Motel. Saint Motel. Okay, I'm gonna have to check out Saint Motel. I, I guess like a fifth song would have been My Type by Saint Motel. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you have a favorite band? A favorite band would have to be the Beatles. Okay. I know they're not on my list. Right. But, like I said, I listened to them in Spanish before yeah. I actually listened to them in English. And that was... that Did was, they sing the Spanish? No, it was a There was a completely different band oh. that took all their lyrics and put them in Spanish, was same this melody. endorsed and by the Beatles? I don't think so. Okay. I don't even think they know okay. that this is a thing. But um, I just remember, like, watching Beatles stuff and my dad's, and I was like, Dad, are these, like, that the Beatles? Like, this is the songs in Spanish I've been listening to. He's like, yeah. He, I, I, my favorite one is Ringo. A lot of people don't like talking about Ringo Starr. They're like, oh, Paul McCartney, John Legend. No, Ringo Starr is the best The one. real Ringo, yeah. not the... 
other Ringo no, from no. the band that sings in Spanish. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Doug McGregor, who we mentioned after Mr. Blue Sky, he uh, is a political cartoonist uh, for many years and musician. And his story that associated with Mr. Blue Sky, I just had to throw this in there, was snow skiing to it. Really? Listening to it oh, on headphones. Oh, that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Can you imagine? Ah, okay. Um, uh, are there any out? Al- Do you listen to albums? I mean, yes. You say Spotify. Okay. Do you listen to albums I, like, I just like recently, sequentially? I just recently started listening to albums. I usually I was the awful person that would just pick. That's not pick awful. A song. It's just a different I know, way. but like you got to enjoy the album from start to finish to really enjoy the art that the um, artist has created. But the first album I listened to all the way through, just like recently, other than the Vanessa Hudgens and Shakira ones. Was an Ar- the Ariana Grande album? Um, I think it was No Tears Left to Cry. Yeah. Okay. Um, now we normally ask, "What would your fourteen-year-old self think of who you are today?" But your seven-year-old self loves who you are today, so we're going to skip that question. So we're going to go the other direction. Where do you think you're going to be, or where do you, where, what are you going to manifest you for yourself? Wanna, how in do you five want years? to impress? How do you want to impress your later adult self? I'm going to be famous. Yeah. I'm letting you know right now. Okay. It's going to be for something good. You got to add that in there because you can be infamous. And That's I want, true. I don't want any of that. We kind of have a deal with all the guests on the show that if anybody gets famous or if the show gets famous, we're all bringing everybody along. So just keep <laughs> no, that in mind. No, but I, I know I'm going to be famous one day. I don't know what. Maybe it could be singing. Maybe it could be acting. Maybe it could be like... My little hashtag don't glitter sustainable campaign I'm doing. That's, that's, a, that's a pet peeve of Mike's, by that the way. That is one of my biggest pet peeves. Thank you. You know what I want? I want, <laughs> what, I want what I want students to realize is that when they retire from their career, that freaking glitter they it's just there. threw is still freaking there. No, yeah. A professor and I, Chad <laughs> Evers, we're yeah, going to go yeah. and dig up. Under the boardwalk. Do like some data collection. Yeah, on no, all the no. Glitter. This is a you big. You could probably like go down <laughs> layers and find different glitter patterns from different Definitely. eras. Definitely. No, yeah, no. We're doing a big glitter <laughs> campaign. Like getting riled up. <laughs> I know, no. It's yeah. really. I'm so glad. I feel I... your energy. <laughs> yes, no. We're doing a big glitter campaign. It was my idea. Um, I was at. I was getting an award for another campaign I did for the Pages program, mm-hmm. and I was sitting there and I'm like, "What's the next best thing I can do?" Like. This is this is not it. Like I need to keep going. So I sat there and I was like, got it, glitter. And then I went to the person next to me, didn't know me. I was like, I have an idea. And they're like, I don't even know who you are, but what? And I'm like, I'm gonna do a campaign on glitter. And they're like, good. That's nice. Like, yeah. Good good idea. Keep on. Yeah. But um, what is the campaign? Like what is the hashtag? So it's hashtag don't glitter and it's all capital letters except for the G, because it's also litter. It's nice, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't fill a you wouldn't fill like a, a card with like bottle caps, <laughs> you know, like plastic water bottle caps, exactly. and just throw them all exactly. over. Exactly, that's what glitter's made of. <laughs> it is. It's it's microplastics. They can't get any smaller than that. They're already super small. There's nanoplastics. Oh, true. Yeah, they break down. We but talk like, about that a lot on the radio. And then, um, so I wanted to create a campaign because people are like, "What about biodegradable glitter?" I'm like, "It's still litter, and you're doing it on concrete." So how is it going to biodegrade? It's not. It's not happening. It has to be. It has to be in a perfect environment for it to biodegrade. And people and it turns into sludge if you put it in water. It's gross. People don't think about this stuff. And they're at like an environmental university. I know. It's like, Isn't uh, it insane? Anyway, yeah, you definitely. That's yeah. one of my things. <laughs> um, okay, can you recommend three people who you want who you will share this podcast with who yes. you think that might make good guests? Yes. Ooh. 
Hmm. We didn't warn you about this, did we? You, yeah, sorry. We're going to start we warning tell people. people we, we, we've just started realizing we need to warn people. <laughs> Go ahead. Ooh, like here at FGCU or just anybody? Anybody, anybody? anyone anywhere. Anywhere. Anybody, anywhere. Yeah, Even but, remote. But they're going to, so understand, you, you're committing to share this with them, so they're going to hear this right now. They're going to hear oh, you Oh, it's like a challenge. It's, it's a like the out. ice bucket challenge. It's a like, yep. Okay, cool. Um, ooh. I'm like trying to think of actually interesting people. Like I have great friends, but <laughs> they're okay. <laughs> Are you going to share it with those people? Yeah, yeah they're going to listen to it and be like, oh, thanks, Fabiano. No wonder you have no friends. <laughs> um, okay. It could be professors that you've been influenced by. It could be people out in the community. It could people be I've people been back home. By. It could be anybody. Okay. So OG person here at the university, James Greco. Awesome man. I would not be the person I am today without him noticing me on social media. He's the one that brought me in. Okay. So he needs to be on here. Hi, um, James. Yeah, James. Get get with it. Okay? What does he do here on campus? He's a I photographer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do I know him? Richard? I don't, I don't I'm looking know the at Richard name. Like I don't know the name, know. but I'll, let me look at the picture. Anyway, no, I feel like I know who. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Continue. Okay, James. And who? who else is interesting? Trying to think. I'm like thinking of everywhere I've worked and everyone I've worked with. Um, Dr. Motley, has he been on here? Mm-mm. Okay. Don't know him either. He's 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 a he teaches history of rock and roll. Oh, we that's totally know James. I feel really bad. Well, no, that's <laughs> what I thought. I knew this was happening. I felt like I knew this was happening. James. Hold on. He does like now. photography for for campus. Yeah, right? yeah. he's everywhere. He's like James. the unsung hero. He's, he's who took my headshot. I know. Yeah. know he's James. like Hi, he's James. like Batman, <laughs> okay, right? I thought so. Sorry, we know you. Isn't Come he like on. Batman? No, no. Every like you'd say it, no one knows who he is until you see the photo. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, that's hilarious. I, that's why I pushed. I was like, that's I being think a professional photographer, nobody remembers you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, and so Doctor Doctor Motley. Yeah. Crew, no. Motley Crue. <laughs> I joke, felt sorry. that going over. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I knew dad jokes all you. around. <laughs> okay, number three. Um, and number three. Ooh, this is. I feel so bad that I can't. Like my my mind is drawing a blank. I feel. Take your time. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, oh, who could who could? I, I just want someone interesting, like has a good story. I mean, everyone has a good story. That's what the thing about this podcast is is everyone. everyone's got it. Everyone we've done, does. We've You're done right. almost 87 episodes and everyone's got it. Maybe filter by um, if you think they'd be into it. Oh, like if you think if we, if we ask them. They'd... Okay, the first two, James probably won't be into it, but <laughs> I'm pressuring him. <laughs> um, who? I think I call him like. There's my dad, and there's my PR dad, which is Professor Mike Kennedy. He's, Definitely. He sings in the band with Miles Mancini. He does. We are trying to get – I've invited Man. them yeah. to do the show as a team. Oh, that's awesome. In front of people before one of their shows. It, okay, fun fact. I had a hamster. His name is Miles. Okay. Named after Professor Miles Mancini. He followed him on Instagram. Okay. My hamster. <laughs> so he knows about it. I mean, my hamster's dead now, R.I.P. But 
Okay, Mike Kennedy and Miles Mancini, we're going to make that into a twofer. Yeah. You guys, if you're listening. I was a student here in Maria's class with Miles Mancini. Oh, I hear about this, the love story all the time. <laughs> the love story between um, Miles and his now wife. Yep. We were there. I was there. <laughs> really? That's awesome. Basically. Um, okay. So this is it. You've done awesome. it. Uh, are there any songs that you'll always avoid if they come up on the radio or in your presence because you don't like them? No. I like all music. Or is there a memory that, that maybe precludes you listening all the way through the song? I think one song. It's called The Night We Met by, I think, Laura Heron. Is it Laura Heron? It was on 13 Reasons That's Why. That's my job. Hold on. That's Richard's job. It could be. I don't really know them that well. I just There was that one album that they had. All their stuff kind of sounds the same. So I really like fell in love with the first album. I yeah. heard of theirs. And then all of a sudden, Hannah like, oh, look, there's Clay? more of that. Yeah, okay. No, no. That, oh, Lord Huron is the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it is. Yeah. I'm, I listen to that song now and I'm like, ugh. Yeah. Okay. No. Any final thoughts? <laughs> this was awesome. I hope I'm on more podcasts. I will be speaking into existence. Maybe you start one. No. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks. <laughs> we make this show in the studios of WGCU Public Radio on the campus of Florida Gulf Coast University in Fort Myers, Florida. Mike Canary is co-creator and host. Richard Chinqui is co-creator and producer. Tara Callaghan is the online content producer. Chris Duffus is the executive producer, and our theme song was made by Dave 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 Cowan and Stick Martin at Monkey House Studio in St. Pete. Just a reminder to our fans, try to swing by iTunes and give us a review or like us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram. Any of those helps, really. Our parting tune this week comes from episode 21's guest, Kate Scales, who was recently here on a visit from her rock star life in California. She was here to record over at Juniper Records with Caleb Neff, another of our guests, and her song is Diamond Heart by Lady Gaga. I think the story with this tune is just this. It was like, what, what is this a rock country album? Like, what is going on? And this first track really spoke to me. Just the, the content and the lyrics. It's about, you know, her trying to make it big and get past the jerks in the industry and blah, 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 you know. And I relate to it on that level where, like, people suck sometimes and, like, you're just trying to do your thing and, like, just trying to make your music and like not listen to what people say or like try to like you know sexualize you or whatever but so I keep coming back to this tune and I'm like you know I think Diamond Heart is my favorite it's so weird I don't know why I think Diamond Heart's my favorite song I I, I was looking in the liner notes of this album and here it is like Joshua Homme's like a he wrote he wrote the tune with her and it was just like wow like what is happening here like there's just something about the universe bringing like my two favorites in the whole world together to make this tune like it's just very special for me and it's like a motivator like how cool is it that i want to work with them i'm gonna write a song with the two of them that's my goal you know what i mean like that's how this song makes me feel um and then also when we saw her the the last time i saw her it would be my third time this is what she opened with and i bawled like a baby Keep listening. Next time on Three Song Stories. Um, and I would say, 